God. This is going to be a fun episode of the podcast. Y'all are about to be my therapist in a way. <laughs> You're about to hear about my biggest failures. I'm a little uncomfortable about this, but let's get it going. What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast, where I help people get lean, gain muscle, and most importantly, right now, <laughs> build some damn confidence. And today, I'm going to be sharing with you one of my favorite failures. Now, the concept of talking about my favorite failures came from the Tim Ferriss podcast. And Tim is the writer of like the four hour work week, the four hour body, tribe of mentors, and lots of other great books. He's also a successful business owner. He's done all sorts of cool stuff. Y'all should go follow him. That's a legit podcast. The Tim Ferriss Show. You should go check him out. But he, whenever he has his guests on, his show, he always asks them this question. He says, you know, he has these rapid fire questions towards the end of his episode where he says, you know, what is your favorite failure? And, <laughs> you know, on first glance, like when you hear something like this, you probably think, you know, why would you have a favorite mistake or why would one mistake mean a lot to you? But what you find when you're listening to his show is that you know when he's talking to the CEO of some company or some famous actor or singer that they learn from their mistakes that's a, one of our principles here is uh, total body training is teaching you all that it's important to learn from your mistakes i say this thing all the time it's i learn from my failures so i can learn from my mis so i i look forward to my failures so i can learn from my mistakes that's the quote i look forward to my failures so i can learn from my mistakes and you know, there is something to taking the most terrible moments in your life or your business life or your professional life and learning from them or utilizing the, the energy, the negative energy that you got from that experience to become a better version of yourself and improve. And I'm going to share with you one of the biggest ones that I have, which is from years ago. All right. So I'm going to be talking to you about when I was making music in a band called Rituals. And... In this episode, what I want you to know before we even get started is that it's embarrassing and it pushed me to move and start over and become a better version of myself. And it also helped me learn. So it helped me learn to believe in myself, to be more dedicated, to try harder, to work harder, to watch out for who I'm around, to party less, to focus more. So these are the things that I want you to know going into it. It's that it's my favorite one because it's embarrassing and it hurt a lot, but also because because it was embarrassing, I was able to grow a lot. And I very well could have just dropped off the face of the earth when it came to making creative work or just stopped at that moment, but I didn't let that happen. What I did was I grew. So let's jump into it. Now, not a lot of people know this, but I used to play music and I toured a little bit and you know, I was never like the greatest musician. I don't have a ton of content or music that's up online. And, and you know, there's a lot of reasons for that that we won't get into right now. But, you know, I was playing in this band and we were called Rituals. And at the time I was playing with my friend Frank and with uh, later on my friend Alan or someone, Alan, came on to the project. And here is essentially where this all begins. So... We had been playing music together for a couple months and you know I felt like we were making something really incredible and so did Frank it was just us and we brought on Alan and you know we started making something really good 
However, in the process of doing this, we started making a lot of big mistakes. And those mistakes were partying too much. When we were having our practice sessions, we were unfocused because we were drinking or smoking like too much or doing drugs or doing other things that were taking away from our ability to truly focus on what we were doing. Also, we would have you know, experiences where we'd have friends over while we were practicing, so our practice sessions almost became more of a performance. It was almost more like, you know, showing off what we were doing as opposed to like really focusing and getting better at our craft. So there were a lot of like little mistakes that were happening and things that were destabilizing us from, let me back up, that were not facilitating an environment for us to grow as musicians and as artists to the point that we needed to be at to produce the kind of music that we should have been capable of doing, given the kind of talent and work that we already had. Meaning, I felt like we were creating something good, but we were fucking off way too much to seize that opportunity. And, you know, I've always been the kind of person who is ambitious and, at that moment, I knew that I wanted to start booking a show and this is where my failure shows up. <laughs> I booked a show with a band called Moon Honey and they're incredible, go check them out. Love that band. And with another band called Sun Hotel and yeah, Sun Hotel Moon Honey. Great bands from the area. I grew up in Florida. They were from Louisiana, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge. We were going to play the show. We were going to be the closers. So we were going to be the person who ends the show because we're the hometown band. And these incredible bands, far more experienced than us, were giving us an opportunity to play with them in our town. It was really exciting. Now, the day of the show showed up and a lot of really just stupid things happened that led to me giving up on music entirely. <laughs> oh man, it hurts just talking about it. So for context, I had been playing music since the age of like 18 and I had been playing shows and I always really put a lot of effort into everything I'm doing and this project was no different. And we booked this show with a band called Moon Honey. We had about, you know, 10 songs or something ready to go. So we thought, we'll get to that in a second, for that day of the show. And <clears throat> so we booked the show and we, you know, the bands perform and my head guitarist, who is usually very reliable, gets wasted and can't, is so drunk that he can't plug in his guitar. So literally, he does not know we're about to perform. We're, we're up on the stage. We just watched the bands that we like perform. Moon Honey had to drop off the show. They weren't there. And uh, he, he can't play his instrument. So literally, he can't plug it in. He can't plug in a chord into an amp because he is too drunk to be able to focus to do that. I had to do it for him. And I should back up and give you some context that I have contacted the local press. So there is a local magazine that shows up to cover us and cover the story. And there is a local independent publication that's there that's going to cover the story. We had, you know, like 60 or 70 people there, I think, if I recall correctly. I mean, it was a packed room of people who are standing in front of us, getting ready for us to perform, and are watching us not be able to even plug in our instruments, or specifically Frank. And... <laughs> This is incredibly embarrassing. Uh, the 
people in the audience like, hey, why are you guys taking so long? Would you guys hurry up and just play? It's getting late. And, you know, I had to plug in Frank's instrument. We start to perform, and because Frank is too drunk, we can't play the songs correctly. It just, it can't happen. It's, the songs aren't happening. And so it's like, it's as if when we're playing, Frank will be ahead of us in a song. So like if our drummer was playing and I was playing together, uh, Frank would be like in the chorus while we're in like the beginning of like a different verse or he's getting his lines mixed up, the guitar playing is sloppy, I'm playing guitar and I'm playing piano. And the thing about the kind of music that we were creating is that we were heavily dependent on each other's riffs. So like it's like we were merging. When we played guitars it was like, our instruments would merge with each other. The sound we were making, the notes, everything would blend together. And so we were heavily dependent on each other when playing things. It wasn't like one of us could just hold down the, the melodies or the lines because our melodies and lines twisted and mingled with each other. It's hard to explain, but we just couldn't do it. And he was too drunk and I was mad. And you know, you can see visibly in pictures of myself, you can see that I'm mad on stage. Someone took a photo and I'll, I'll post it right here if you wanna see it. Someone is mad. I was mad and I'm just looking at them. I'm wearing a lot of hipster clothing in this photo, so I was a lot hipper back then, man. It was 2012, okay? Like, get over it. So <laughs> that was Mr. Cool Guy back then. Uh, identity crisis is what I had. And uh, anyways, that's another story. So. I am livid. I'm very mad and I'm looking at him and I'm like, how the fuck, like, how, why? why? Why are you doing this? Of all the days, right? And not only that, but the moment we start playing, like in their first song, it's so sloppy that my, you know, crush band, the bands that I love, you know, Sun Hotel, Moon Honey was there, they just couldn't perform. Uh, they walk out of the room. The whole room, we're talking about like a packed room, just empties out except for like people who are close friends of ours very close friends of ours, people who empathize with what's going on and are your kind of like ride or dies, right? People who support you no matter what are in the room. So that means like Frank's sister and uh, three of my friends at the time. <laughs> we were the headliners. We were supposed to have everyone in there. This was our big show. People were really excited and we had dropped the ball. The magazine that was supposed to be there you know, felt like they'd wasted their time because we had wasted their time. We had been unprofessional. The bands felt like we'd wasted their time. These are high caliber bands. The, you know, the whole thing was a real shit show. And I would say that initially when this happened, I was extremely mad at Frank and at my bandmates for not taking the process seriously because Alan was also pretty drunk and the whole process was bad. However, in the time since then, I've realized that I, as the, as a member of the band who was taking this seriously, should have set a better tone for how band practice should work. So, you know, as I was saying, we had people, we were drinking during band practice, we were smoking, we were doing substances. We were doing a lot of things that were taking away from our ability to clearly focus. And so we were setting the tone during band practice for a negative experience when we were performing. So by not taking the practicing part seriously all the time, we were screwing ourselves and teaching ourselves not to take that seriously to the point where at the show we couldn't take it seriously. 
So it's not that we were always messing up, and it's not that we had we didn't have something good, but we weren't we weren't practicing the way that we should. Now we didn't start that way. In the beginning, we were innocent. And we just made music, and it was pure. And we definitely had our moments where we did that. But we set a negative tone when we started including drinking, when we started including partying, when we started including having fun that had nothing to do with the creative process. Right? Having friends, having families over, friends, family over to watch us practice was slowing us down from from it was inhibiting us from performing correctly during practice so we could not perform correctly when we were on a stage it just wasn't it just wasn't right it's we didn't practice correctly our rehearsals were shit uh, that was mistake number one now that's my fault uh, I would say that when that started to happen, I got caught up in that and I should have been like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should take it slower. Maybe we should focus on being more work because I always see any project that I'm in creatively as being a creative endeavor, but also being something that can propel me towards you know, having financial stability and having some kind of income. That's what I always want. That's why I started my company. I started around something that I like. I consider this total body training to be an extension of my creative endeavors, right? This is creatively, I created the concept behind this. I created the concept behind the, the, the training model that we use. I borrowed from other places. This is my creative baby. This is a form of creative work. It's a, in, in a way, it, it takes some kind of artistic mind to create something like what I've created. And so anytime I have something artsy in my head, I want to use it to my benefit so I can live a lifestyle where I get to keep making that. And unfortunately, I wasn't being business enough when it came to making that company. Uh, well. To, to doing stuff with that band. Now, you know, we had let so many people down and we had fucked up so bad that at the time, you know, I was consider, considering moving. And, you know, if I had to be 100% honest with you, I feel like I self-sabotaged in the process of doing this because I didn't like who I was at the time and I didn't like where I was or the people that I was around. So let me back up because I just unloaded a lot. At the time, I was really wanting to leave. I'd been wanting to leave the state of Florida for a very long time. I was unhappy there. I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like how I felt mentally. I didn't like how I felt physically. Hence why I started total body training. But I didn't know that at the time that I was gonna start this. But I knew that I needed a change. And I had been visiting San Antonio a lot. And I am of the opinion that part of the reason why things went so badly, why I failed so hard, is because I just didn't have the desire to actually be there. Now, there were other problems that, that came about, like confidence issues. So because I didn't feel good and I wasn't right, you know, although we had written great songs, there were places where I had dropped the ball. So, you know, like sometimes I would not write all my lyrics out. I would leave lyrics out and just kind of like mumble them when I was practicing and things like that. I wasn't as sharp as I should have been for my bandmates. I wasn't the... I was also a weak link in that band. It wasn't all their fault. I wasn't put together the way I should. And a lot of it came from not really being wholly committed, um, not being whole-minded, not taking care of my health, not being focused when I was practicing or when I was by myself. And I learned a lot from this experience. You know, you know where I did well was what I did well in the experience was contacting people, getting in contact with the local press, putting myself out there. Those are all skills that I use today with my own company. And I'm really proud of the fact that I learned that through being in the music scene, right? Putting myself out there is something that I learned. And 
that is awesome. What I needed to do though is make sure that I had a solid product to put out in the world. So in a sense, like I was putting the cart before the horse. So I was moving the, the product, the music, I was booking shows before we were fully ready to be able to play those shows. And I really shouldn't have done that. I guess you can say that I put the cart before the horse. I should not have contacted Moon Honey. I should not have contacted the, the band yet. Now there is something to say about like taking a leap and like plunging and like like going all out, but when it comes to some of the issues that we had leading up to the day of that show, I should have waited just a little bit longer to make sure that I had things down solid enough so that I could perform effectively the day of the show. The other thing was like self-sabotaging behavior. Uh, you know, I knew right then and there when that was going on that I just couldn't be drinking and partying that way anymore. It was affecting me so drastically, it was aging me. You know, I feel I was gaining, I had gained a lot of weight. I didn't feel good physically or mentally. I wasn't confident. I didn't like who I was. And all of that started to, I wanted to change all of that. And being there in essence was holding me back. I needed to start fresh and do something new and become a better version of myself. So that moment was so painful, getting getting shut down by so many people, seeing so many people walk away, performing so negatively with something that I enjoyed doing so much, I'd really put my heart and my soul uh, into the idea of being a musician, hurt so much that, you know, right then and there I decided I need to move and I need to start again. And I moved, I think it was like less than a month later, I, you know, my luckily I had some family who helped me move over here to Texas, came over and helped me out. My dad, I'll be honest, they came out, helped me move, and I was able to start fresh. And, you know, I started becoming a better version of myself. So I moved here, I started exercising more, I started eating better, I, you know, started developing new relationships with people who were going places and people who are doing things. It's no, it's not that Frank and Alan weren't doing that, but I would definitely say that you are the average of the company you keep. And a lot of the people who are around us also making music or the people who were our friends were not going anywhere and aren't. I'm sorry, people, if you're, if you're watching this, you know, I'm, you know, I guess I'm not saying anybody by name, but some of y'all just need to get your shit together. And, you know, I can't be around that if, I want to grow. And I know I sound like a dick, but if you want to grow as a person, you need to get a lot of that negative, you know, negativity out of your life and be around people who are going places with their lives. It's just true. You're the average of the people you keep around you. So I learned that hardcore and I took that to heart. I took that to heart when I moved here. Not not at first. At first I kind of you know, hung out with people and I made friends and I connected with people and I was still carrying over some of the bad habits, but little by little I stopped drinking so much, little by little I stopped smoking so much weed, you know, drinking, smoking, I don't have a problem with that unless it's something that you're doing too often or it's inhibiting your ability to achieve your goals. So some people can function just fine, you know, doing drinking frequently or, you know, doing stuff frequently. I'm not one of those people. So, you know, I'm, I just can't. I need to stay sharper and to be cleaner in order to perform better. So I just want you to know that if you're doing that and that works for you, if like having, you know, a few beers every night or smoking weed every night works for you, then by all means, go ahead and do it. It does not work for me. So this is just my personal experience with it.
So, you know, you can you know, do what works for you. You don't have to try to replicate my life or my processes to be successful if you are being successful living your life with your own processes. So the next thing that happens is, you know, I just start to think about what had occurred when I was in Florida. And at first when I moved here, I wanted to make music, but slowly I figured out I didn't. And over the course of, you know, I would say two or three years, I started a company, Total Body Training, and I look back on that moment, that really painful moment as being the catalyst or one of the biggest reasons for why I moved. And had I not moved, I might still be the same kind of fuck up that I was back then. Now, I love the fact that I grew from that and I love the fact that I put myself out there and learned the skills of networking through playing music, of being creative, of not being scared, I guess, of voicing myself, of being in front of cameras, of, of being in front of people. Those are all skills that I would have never learned had I not embarrassed myself in front of people, had I not suffered in front of people, had I not been in front of the camera, had I not been in front of stages. I learned a lot of great skills during the time that I played music. So, you know, I, I don't want to say that I haven't learned or grown from those experiences. The reason that that specific failure is my favorite is because it helped me move, it helped me grow, and it helped me reflect so that I could become the person that you're looking at right now here on this podcast and listening to. All right, people, I hope that sums it up and tells my story. This is the end for this episode, I guess. That with you, I feel pretty good that I've shared my story with you right now about my failures. All right, people, thank you so much for tuning in to the Total Body Training Podcast. Until next time, peace.